Just play T T T T T, okay? Mark that so you'll know. Frankie, you know in the part we could get well, like he knows the lyric, right? You know the part. Let's have a good strong take and we're in. And that's it. 21, please. And welcome back to the Beach Boys, boys. Wouldn't it be for nice your... if we'd start talking? <laughs> Am I right? Hey. Yeah, would, hey. wouldn't it have been? This is part two of our Pet Sounds uber long episode. It's going to uh, be a pretty normal episode. Well, but we're recording it all at once. This is a little yeah. peek behind the curtain for all those podcast fans out there. part the kimono for you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um we're recording this all at once and just releasing it in two parts, which yeah. eh, happens more than you would think, probably, on your favorite podcast. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we're the only ones to tell you, and that's fine. We're a little bit of, you know, Uncle Jerry, Uncle Pete here, giving you the giving hey, you the skinny. I don't like that you've ta- you've appropriated my <laughs> uncle nickname. <laughs> okay. You can be this Papa Peter or whatever the fuck you sure. are. I'm Uncle Jerry. Later episode here. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> we also have our guest... Jake Iverson here with us. Hey. Oh, we hadn't said your last name up till now. I hope that's we've, cool. We've yes, said we it. have. You didn't maybe a hundred times. times. You didn't skip work to be here, did you? <laughs> no, he's not me. When your boss <laughs> listens to this and goes, "Oh my God, Jake!" But Iverson was there. Well, that, that was my boss who told me um, that she thought this podcast sounded cool, and then I oh, said, nice. I explained that it was about the Beach Boys. Call and back. She, and she said, "Oh, I thought you said the Beastie Boys." No. Peter, oh, that nice. episode has not come out yet. It is not a That callback. was a callback to the last episode <laughs> yeah, we did, though. The, last, the first part of the Pet The, the last episode. epi that we I don't did. think it was. The pre-vepi? It, um, it wasn't, but I'm, I'm just going along with it. It don't matter. That'll no. make sense on a future episode. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter. But we're here talking about pet have, sounds. Have we ever talked about that on the podcast? Pet sounds. No, about no, how you wrote yet. about me in the newspaper <laughs> no. on a day. So there was a Groundhog we Day marathon. We don't like to talk about anything. Welcome back jobs. to your favorite Beach Boys podcast. Uh, yeah. So Here in Anaheim, California, there was a Groundhog Day movie marathon. And I really wanted to go, but I had to work that day. So I worked my the first Royal shift. Theater in beautiful downtown Anaheim. Mm. It's beautiful. Yeah. We downtown the shops are beautiful empty, downtown which I think Disney. is sad. We but. had just gotten out of the Angel game we yeah. saw Shohei he pitched seven shutout innings the theater it was in was the Disneyland theater yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, the so only I, theater in Anaheim yeah, in, in Midtown USA yeah. what the fuck is it called I have a I have a year round pass I just can't remember off the top of my head right, I just called. go there for the turkey legs and get the fuck out of there yeah sure peep those sweet, I just go sweet there princesses for the, I just go <laughs> there I just go there to get my picture with Goofy yeah ride Space Mountain I make Goofy out. sign my hey, autograph book every get time. My, so get it's my just... picture with Goofy. Sounds like my first marriage, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Call back. Call forward. <laughs> my first marriage. Uh, so <laughs> I I had to call in sick to work to do this marathon no, thing. To when you said that in our last goddamn episode. I don't think that was It happened. was not in our last episode, Peter. Yes, it was. No, that was an episode before. PJ, we're doing one episode together. We're just releasing it as two episodes. Okay, but that I'm was an, that was an is... episode that is that was in the Jane and Dean episode, which will come out in months. You literally can't force me to remember when we talked about things today. Yeah, so stop saying callback. <laughs> callback. You son of a bitch. Anyway, so I wanted to do this marathon, and Peter was writing an article for the paper about it. And sure. I called in sick to work. For the Anaheim and then, Daily News. Yeah. <laughs> and then on the front page, there's a picture with me in it, and he <laughs> used my name in the article. 
So I used a name you said was fine for me to use. I didn't I feel think like you this were going to use my name. I feel name. like this is being relitigated months after I thought everything was fine. <laughs> Probably a year after. Yeah, almost a year. Almost nearly a year. A year. Yeah. Uh, no, and I it would have been fine. You writing about me was fine, but then I didn't realize the that picture. there was going to be a picture of me as well. And like yeah. kids brought it up to me the next day. It was a blurry picture. Yeah. Mm. To be fair, people knew who it was. <laughs> Newsprint is famously blurry. Yeah. You can barely read or see photos. All those it. goddamn newsies on the street are spitting That's on the why, papers. You know, there's a lot of people complaining about why newspapers don't make money anymore. It's because you literally can't read them. <laughs> They're so blurry. Yeah, it's just fair. smudged ink over the entire page. It's crazy. I think your printer work is broken. <laughs> yeah. Yep. At yeah. least one of us is visible in that photo. Jake's found that photo amazingly Weirdly fast. fast. I, did you have that? Is that your background <laughs> photo on your phone? <laughs> How did you get to that so quickly? There's I, no way going to the Anaheim Daily News I website searched, you could find I that photo. I searched Anaheim Daily News, Peter, last name redacted. Groundhog uh, Day. PJ, last name redacted. Wow. Groundhog, comma, day. That's huh. good Googling. Yeah. I'm really good at this. That's you must, good doodling. You must be under 70 years old. <laughs> That's what's surprising. Yeah. All right. <laughs> So here we are talking about pet sounds. Yeah. We did a lot of the history on our previous episode. Not really history, but just kind of just background kinda info. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and get straight oh, into. There was something you were talking about, um, uh, Brian's we breakdown. We were going to get straight into something. You're, well, you oh, didn't talk about Brian's breakdown. This was just episode. a little detail that um, we that I forgot to talk about in the first one, which is just Brian's complete um, – retreat into the studio was due to a panic attack he had coming back from a gig in 1965 because he was doing sporadic gigs at that point um but literally the only reason we were talking about it is because our guest jake has um is a person who's panic attacks. all right which feels like a fun you thing really just sold him out <laughs> i'm not you were the fucking one who brought it up as a thing we should talk about specifically this was brought up because i mentioned that i used to use panic attacks as an excuse to get out of class right and yeah. i said brandon brian wilson used it as an excuse to make the greatest <laughs> album ever made <laughs> peter loves comparing so, jake to that's how brian we got wilson. here i mean we are both uh overweight and we have bad hair <laughs> Your hair is better than his. You nailed Thank it. You. you don't wear a shitty pea coat, though, so you figured that out. I've got right. one downstairs. <laughs> you can throw it on. We can take some pictures of the goats. All right. So we're basically just going to straight, jump straight into the we're track gonna by track. We're going to come straight into this we're gonna, track by track. We're going to gump it. Damn it, PJ. And then we're going to listen to quite a few of the like backing tracks and alternate versions um, and talk about some of the promotion for this album, which they did not one but two music videos for this record. Yeah. Uh, and some of the live tracks around this era, too. So, let's... Do you guys want to just go straight into it? Yeah. So, we're going to go ahead and play on here the mono... Jake wants to get the fuck out of here. The mono version... No, I just really want to talk about this song. ...of this record, yeah. which is the version on release, although all three of us are in agreement that the stereo version is better. Let's just play the stereo yeah. version. Yeah. Uh, the mono version might come through better on our... Let's do the mono version. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we have been having trouble with tracks lately, yeah, yeah. actually. Okay. So. I don't know what's going on with that. I'll figure okay. it out. Okay. So, first track on the record. Wouldn't have been it. Mandolin. Um, maybe the greatest opening 
yeah. of any record of I all think time. It, it is like I think inner it is. emotion I think so it's, immediately. It I think it's the be. greatest. Just the like, you don't quite know what you're getting into, and it's like, buckle up, motherfuckers. Yeah. It's also just so I love the very beginning of this song. Yeah. We could, yeah. we could, um, we could listen to it again, even to, to because so it starts with that mandolin. It starts with that little tinkly mandolin. Do you want to give us a play-by-play? All so, right, yeah, let's Peter. do it here. So, wait, here we go. Starts with this. Starts with the mandolin. Beautiful. So it starts with that. Yeah. Which is like a lullaby. It is yeah. one of the most beautiful melodies. Yeah. In and, popular and music. And so history. simplistic, especially considering immediately after that bit, it is such a like largely produced album. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So it's it starts with that, and then right after that comes this. That snare drum, yeah, yeah, is yeah, it's like pretty great. It's, you want to hear it getting worked out in studio? Sure. This album, more than maybe any other work nice? of popular art that I can think of is yeah. really focused on the idea of transitioning from childhood to adulthood. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is a very popular artistic thing, um, which you especially see um, kind of since about 1950 when kind yeah. of the concept of the teenager was invented. Um, and also since... Yeah, the... everybody went from 12 to 20. Literally, before that. yes. Um, no, um, I know. But like... The the idea of you didn't have to get married and start a family when you were like fifteen, yeah, um, which is really only a thing that started happening in like the last fifty years. It's obviously changed a lot since nineteen sixty. I mean, in my view, everything yeah. before nineteen fifty was the depression, Basically. and then everything before that was the old west. So, but are you forgetting about a little thing called World War Two, PJ? Kind of seems like you are. That was the transition. But in, I mean, there are there are. I'm still not over it. Every there... December seventh. <laughs> You can't have Chinese I guess food. So I rate. Yeah, you will not have <laughs> Chinese, Chinese food. It's really misdirected anger. Look, you're not smart. You're just angry. <laughs> That's... Oh my God, Jake! You just put half of America into a bomb. That was <laughs> the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> That's getting real. Okay, oh, okay. So anyway, back, back to wouldn't it be nice? Yeah. yeah. Um, the concept of that transition from childhood to adulthood and what that yeah. is and when that happens and how it feels when that happens is um other than love probably the number two kind of emotion and concept that all art has discussed throughout time especially novels use that more than like coming of age stories that's more done than love stories and look at just the last like three years of film we've had ladybird and moonlight and sing street and mid '90s and eighth grade and all these yeah. movies that are very focused on the idea of that transition. Yeah, and all I mean, movies I have not. Well, I've seen Sing Street. And okay. like yeah. so, but Pet Sounds was doing that before it was a yes, a absolutely. Th- it, but yeah. what's amazing is that Brian was fully aware of it. Like uh-huh. multiple songs on this record, he actively was like, "This is supposed to be a song that sounds like a childhood song, except yeah. it's all of the pain of being." There's. Yes. It's, there's, it's hilarious there's to quotes. me that he's writing it when he's 24. Yeah. But mm-hmm. okay, because he still but lives. So, yeah. just yeah, I'll, I'll finish this thought. That transition from like mm-hmm. the lullaby and then that loud snare drum that cuts out everything else is the best description of that transition from yeah. childhood to adulthood. 
that I've ever heard. I mean, and artists have spent their entire lives trying to nail that, and Brian Wilson did it in four seconds. You'll appreciate yeah. it even more that he did it while burping. Like if you'll hear it real quick. <laughs> <here>. <laughs> Holy shit. Hal, here's how I want to do it. Take it. It's like this. <laughs> it's like LBJ. Okay. Have you ever heard First Dirk Wingsum explaining that drum part to Hal Blaine in studio? That is. <laughs> Have you Again. heard the recordings of LBJ talking on the phone to he's, foreign leaders? He's <laughs> chugging just... a Coke while he's like, how? He's like, Let's still be like on this. the toilet and burping. Uh, yeah. It's so good. It's just, uh, and we talked about this on the last episode, but that is, they're making generational art, like art yeah. that will define a generation of masculinity. And they're fucking around because yeah. they're 22. Yeah. So, wouldn't it be nice is... <laughs> he emphasized it with the burp. Da, 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 Definitely, da, 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 da. yeah. <laughs> no, I think so he good. just burped in the middle of it. I don't think he was trying to emphasize No, anything. I think he was just a, But that's just when a, the snare would have come in, right? He was just right? a fucking no, dumb, no, fat no, clown. It was before that, yeah. <laughs> like, he was he just... Totally was, it was, was just, it was four in the morning and Brian Dr. was... Dr. Peppers. So, wouldn't it be nice is my my very favorite Beach Boys song. Yeah, it's it's no really real high surprise. Up. I don't know probably. if it's my favorite, but it is up there. So, and what it is it is favorite. such it is the best way to open an album. Like what we just been, spent a lot of time talking about. It. It's so good though. It's it is such, so good. And I think I hadn't listened to I didn't like the Beach Boys when I was a kid and I hadn't listened to this album until a few years ago. And so like that and I'd heard the song before but sitting down and listening to this album, like with the idea, like I've heard this is a good album. I'm going to give it a shot. I'm mm-hmm. going to sit down and listen to this album. That beginning fucking blows you away. And well, I, yeah. I don't think any of us can like genuinely express how good that is. Mm-hmm. Like how amazing that, that I don't know. What's fun about diving really deep into this record is that, I think I might actually prefer the instrumental version of Wouldn't It Be Nice. Huh, really? I've listened to it. Maybe it's just because I hadn't really heard it before yeah. recently. But the instrumental version of it is, like, I think it is just because it's new. Because it hits me in the same spot, but in a way that I was Ooh. not familiar with. No, I like it when is, the vocals like, just, So do I, but man, that is unimpeachable. Yeah. That first chord change is, like such a drop into the pocket of yeah. pure brilliant Ugh. yeah I I, I, feel do, like a, oh, I agree with PJ though in that I love the vocals because it is such a it nails such a weird part of early adulthood where you're like I'm really young see but I yeah. feel really old and, that's and what I, I don't know how to express this feeling and that's what I loved about it when I first heard this record but now that I've heard that song a million times like the instrumental track is I don't know, doing it for me all over again. I mean, especially since Brian didn't write most of the words on this. Yeah, uh, Listening to the instrumental track has kind of a double. Yeah, It hits you in a double way with that. I think already, this is the first song we've talked about on Pet Sounds. This is already the longest we've ever talked about a single track. (laughs) That's probably true, except when I freaked out for a good 10 minutes when you really like Don't Worry Baby. (laughs) Which is okay. I got I got so excited that you just... Yeah. liked a Beach Boys song with no criticisms. It's, it was incredible. It's an amazing song. Yeah, yeah, that's a really great song. It's Pet Sounds level good. All right. No, it's not. All right. Mm, okay. Track it's, two. Uh, almost. You Still Believe in Me. Ugh. This uh, song gets slow immediately, by the way, which is weird. 
Like, the slowest songs are all at the front. I feel like an idiot, but, like, for a lot of these openings, I feel like closing my eyes is, like, a thing I have to be doing. Because it's so, like... I don't yeah. know. You get it better if you... This is you an know. ultimate headphones album. Yeah, it really is. It just what a vocal performance on this song, too. It's very good. Yeah. Like, Brian does not get a lot of credit for his vocals, and sometimes deservedly so. Especially not around man, these parts. Man, does he nail this album. Yeah. It's... Oh, it's... This is the yeah, and then immediately after this, his voice gets really bad again. Yeah, he, he totally loses it. Yeah. Oh man, the recent recordings of his voice are so like, it's such a bummer. The recent recordings just, of his all voice the right stuff after Pet Sounds. Going on below this, there's like a bicycle bell. Yeah. There's like a horn honking. What was fun about the recording of this is that he and all his studio musicians, session musicians, spent like, you know eight hours just hanging out in the studio with Brian. So like they had a lot of downtime and there was lots of like them just dicking around in the studio and Brian going, Hey, wait a minute. What was that sound kind of thing? <laughs> and there's like recordings of him stopping them and them going like, sorry, Brian, we screwed it up. And he's like, no, 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 no. Play that again. That was yeah. really good. And so that was or a thing. like Hal being like, Hey, what if I played my orange juice can on this song? And Brian <laughs> yeah. being like, that's a perfect sound. Yeah. So that's where all that weird shit comes. Like, and I think Brian chose the bicycle oh, bell and the horn here. later, yeah. but and that yeah. so that beginning is amazing because he's the he's harmonizing with like bells or something. What is he harmonizing with? At the yeah. Beginning? Uh, also, a thing that I love about that beginning is it is almost note for note the same as the guitar part that opens "Across the Sea" by Weezer. Yeah. Oh yeah, interesting. Which that album. If we wind up getting two albums that have been inspired by Pet Sounds, that is one of the Almost number every one. Album. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, but that one is basically if Pet Sounds was made in 1996. Yeah. Um, and that feels like a very conscious nod to that. Mm -hmm. um, that really blew my mind when I was like 15, and I first I was like listening to them back to back, and I was like, "That's the same. Yeah. That's the same thing." And, yeah. Um, and so this was another thing that Mike Love was bitterly talking about was he or what you were saying peter like all the weird sounds he was like we do a take and it would sound vocally perfect <laughs> and then brian would just have us do it 20 more times and then i think al started talking and he was listed as alan jardine which i thought <laughs> was funny um and he was like yeah i think if you talk to brian today even he'd be like yeah some of those like i didn't even use the best take i think it's you know not good and then brian is like right after that one brian's talking he's like no i think that's a perfect album <laughs> <laughs> well yeah so there yeah i like found he, yeah, he was talking a about, few yeah. quotes about talking about how perfectionist brian was with the vocal takes and in ways they hadn't really done before where he'd have them redo it not because they were off key but because he wanted different tone yeah and so this is like you know the first they're encountering brian being like a super anal i have to get the sound that's in my head exactly yeah. right producer where he could do that with session musicians and there's lots of him being like okay trumpet player you need to play it like this and him just making a weird sound with his mouth <laughs> yeah until they do it like he wants but he did that with the other beach boys yeah. too and in a way that you know they did not yeah, like because they, were they weren't session not, musicians yeah, they were his bandmates for his bullshit. also yeah. they'd known him since he was 16 yeah, yeah so they're exactly. like shut up and for and like for, yeah. for a lot of the crazy shit that happened in the studio a movie that did this really well is Love and Mercy. It's a great which movie. We're yeah. going to talk about it on a future episode, but like a lot of the crazy shit and like 
how all of the other band members felt about his production on this album. Like, I think the feeling of that movie really, mm-hmm. like, it, it did it really well. Yeah. Also, just really helps that Paul Dano looks exactly, it, which like is Brian crazy. Wilson. Which is because cr- like, I never would have thought, never would have thought but it, but he did, he did exactly great. Yeah. yeah. He All right. also looks exactly like uh, the guy from the Talking Heads, David Byrne. He also looks exactly like that other guy from There Will Be Blood who plays his brother. He plays his brother. Yeah. 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 That's not me. <laughs> I had to prove that I could make it the only track on this to have more than to have any Beach Boys playing instruments. Wow. More than, well, more than Brian. Now, Brian didn't even play instruments on this record. Did he not? Really. Okay. That's good to know. So Brian played the organ on this track, but it was almost all session. And Dennis is playing the drums, and Carl's playing the guitar. So this is a thing that I was thinking. At what point do the Beach Boys become not the Beach Boys? Because this is not... this. The, the Beach Boys are singing on this, but yeah. that is it. Is it a Beach Boys album, or is it Brian Wilson? It's the whole debate about yesterday where it was literally only Paul McCartney yeah. and strings and they didn't know whether to release it as the Beatles or not. It's yeah. the Beach Boys. I didn't know that. Because they released it as the Beach Boys. Well they even and we'll get to it, but they even released one of the songs on Pet Sounds as a Brian solo song. Yeah. I mean, so there was a good quote from Al about I believe it was Al about Pet Sounds that essentially said like we were all really confused when we came back and we were just singing parts. We weren't helping write anything. We weren't playing anything, that sort of thing. And he's like, it was really uncomfortable until we essentially gave in and just gave Brian his album. Yeah. And then like, they realized like, okay, just let Brian do his thing. And the next album, maybe we can do normal beach boys songs again. Right. And so like, obviously other people like Mike and Denny took a lot longer to get over it, but like Carl and Al pretty immediately just went, okay, all right, fine. It's fine. And take your album well well and that like none of them really thought it was good in the moment I, which is interesting everybody but. understands that this is a brian wilson album i think yes. everybody listening to it is Absolutely. not like listening to it like this is not the same band that although made what's safari what's it is cool, not though, the same band is that all. it still wouldn't be the album it is without all of the other Beach right. boys vocals no and i agree because their but, vocals are fucking incredible but I there's think, the pure acapella tracks included on the 50th yeah. anniversary Ooh, version that is, and they are straight pornography yeah basically. it's it's ridiculously good well, how amazing their it harmonies is, are and it everything. is crazy in a way difference. that even brian on a six track by himself couldn't do yeah. you know but it is crazy comparing this genius album to Servant Safari. Right. Servant it USA. feels like it is the same guy who wrote this wrote Chuggalug. Yeah, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> right? You're right. You're right. It's bananas. Oh. Don't talk. Beautiful. Put your song. head on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. The intro to this song, oh my god. With the organ and the cymbal. Also, when I the first time I listened to this, when it had "Don't put or put your head on my shoulder" in parentheses, I thought it was that "Put your head on my shoulder" that song, huh? you know, like a Paul Anka song or something. <laughs> this is the best ballad they've done. Uh, they they have at this point made a slower ballady type hey, song. Hey, Glenn that... Campbell played guitar on this track apparently. Oh, yeah, he's in the record group. Well, I know. I didn't realize he played on this record at all, though. Um, but oh. they made 
yeah. a ballad that is not the most boring goddamn thing in the world, which they it's, have not done this before. This is as thrilling as any other song that anyone has done. Yeah. It's amazing. It's like... And it, it, it is that production. Strange section is that, George Martin Ask Man. <laughs> oh, It's yeah. really incredible. He was 23! The strings, the strings on this record are like late Beatles strings good, yeah. which is amazing because Brian was not at all a classical composer where yeah. George Martin was. Yeah. Yeah. So he knew how to direct strings, and Brian somehow got those incredible string section. Can you imagine if parts. the Beach Boys had a George Martin that yeah. wasn't Brian Wilson? Yeah. There's this story. Brian I couldn't, even I couldn't Bri- find yeah. it again the other day, but I somehow ran across in some article deep on the internet. But this like story about Brian meeting George Wilson and playing him George, George Martin. Martin. Sorry, yeah. thank you. Brian meeting George Martin and playing him some song from the Smile Sessions. I forget which one. Yeah. And just like playing him the tracks, and George Martin just was standing there at the mixing console and like churned three things, and Brian just like freaked out and was like, Holy shit! Yeah. That's so much better! And like <laughs> ran around the room for a little while, and then like that was the final version. George Martin and is. And like, and so it made me realize, like, holy, if those two had even like spent a whole song together working on it, like how cool would that would have, how good yeah. would that have been? Yeah. It it blows my mind how good of a producer George Martin is. Yeah. He is the <laughs> best. He is the best yeah. producer that will ever have existed. I mean, yeah. that's Kanye West. All right, we're talking about the Beach Boys only uh, by on Kanye this episode. West, do you mean uh, the big big old fat guy? Next with song. The beard? I'm waiting for the day. <laughs> What's his name? The big old fat guy. He founded Def Jam. You're thinking of Rick Ross. Sugar Rick, right. Rick Rubin. Because Rick Rubin did some did some Kanye stuff too, right? No. He produced some Kanye stuff. No. He I, produced he produced 99 Problems by Jay-Z. This song is amazing. Oh, PJ, you'll appreciate everyone's favorite grandma, Carol Kay, played bass on every single one of these songs. Rick I know. Rick Rick Rubin, Rubin, I knew that. Like, Rick okay. Rubin is an executive producer on Yeezus. Thank you. Yeah. Kanye produced a lot of stuff early on, too, for other people, right? Yeah. Kanye's an amazing producer. Asshole of a dude. The best of his generation. Yeah. Okay, we've talked over the whole song. I hear he and Mike Love really agree on a lot of stuff these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, when's their collab coming? God, this song is amazing. And then the and fucking then drums. The timpanis in there, and then the yelling. And then th- this This chorus. vocal. Oh, my God. Guess who that is? Is that Mike? Fucking Mike Love. Yeah. 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 Oh. No, That's... it's just, it's actually Brian. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, this is the best thing Mike Love's ever done. The, nah. the, the, the part at the end, the part at the end where he starts yelling is so yeah. good. Yeah. And I have to imagine he kept making people, re- like you said, redo vocals because it didn't have a right feel. Like it was too either perfect or not perfect enough. Yeah. But like just the, just them letting their voices go and do what they need to do is so good. The flute. Yeah, right. And, like, I feel like even with Beatles albums, there's a song or two that I will... Probably a song that I'm not crazy about, even on records that I think are near perfect. I don't think I have to say that on this album. Though. No, there's no weak, there's no weak no. track. No, definitely not. 
I think I think this this episode's gonna have a lot of silence where we just listen to the music. That's good. Yeah. If we could legally get away with just playing the record. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Holy shit, this song rules. <laughs> oh my god. This is better than anything that's been released in the last 20 years. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh my god. There's that Mike Love. Duh, it's duh, great. Duh. That's the best <laughs> thing Mike Love's ever done. Yeah. The I'm waiting for the day might be the best vocal only track on the super deluxe version there's all the yeah. acapella like just vocal tracks and that one's pretty dope play it because it's all the old school like beach boy sounds of them going dooby dooby doo and stuff <laughs> but it's like really badass it's them so yeah i didn't even realize i love that, that song from sean anna coming in that much all right like, here we go until just now that's when you needed someone to help forget about I gave you love with a brand new star. That's what you needed the most. This is weird to listen to. Yeah. It feels too intimate. Like, it feels like we shouldn't be allowed to listen to this. It, it feels like they were doing the same thing Nirvana did with the Unplugged, but they forgot all their instruments. <laughs> What's even funnier is that He's singing this with his headphones on, hearing the backing track. Yeah. So, like, just picture a guy awkwardly singing who can hear everything you can't. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah, this is surfing, except yeah, amazing. Right? I'm glad that that gets a little bit lost in the mix, to be honest. That is mixed way too loud on this. Yeah, the three bass lines must. Yeah. Because <laughs> every, almost every song on Pet Sounds had an electric bass line and a stand-up yeah. bass line that were playing uh, the same well, things together. Yeah. Carol K is an amazing bassist. Better tone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. All right, let's go for away for a while. The first instrumental. Even the instrumentals on this one are yeah. phenomenal. They really are. Yeah. My least favorite, probably, but. I mean, yeah. I, I, I like the whole package. It's, it's great. Like, it, this would be weird to just put this on, I think. But within the context of the album, it's amazing. Out. Nah, it's really great. It's No, it's a great song. It is a great song. But uh, I think I just like songs that I can sing along to poorly. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. This, How has nobody remixed this into a hip hop song? This podcast, just is, most of this ooh, album should this have been. This podcast yeah. is yeah. just going to be an hour and a half of us going oh over and over again. I know, and I think yeah. people are expecting that. If yeah. you know anything about the Beach Boys, you're expecting. I feel like people, if they're listening still, are listening wrong. Being <laughs> like, they're right. Yeah. Like, this is, there's, there's really nothing to say except incredible. It's incredible. And they just listen to it. <laughs> yeah. It, and if you, I don't I mean, know if anything else from that era has aged this well. No. Well, too. Like, Sgt. Pepper's has it. Because there's nothing of the well. moment on this record at all. Yeah. Like, there's nothing that's so clearly like, oh, well, it was the 60s, so yeah. you got to forgive this. But there's nothing like that. Yeah. I on mean, this. 
ten. They did a ten millennians reprise, and they had to. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That's yeah. on. That's on the super super. The hidden track <laughs> chugalug on this record. Yeah. Chugalug. All right, Sloop John. No, no, no. B. Wait, wait, no, no. All right. Oh, just that like. Which oh. part? The part we were just at. Like even the rhythm guitar there is like. It gets into a part where you just hear like a little bit of acoustic guitar just playing rhythm. It's so Sloop good. John B. Probably, I mean, we'll talk about it. I love this song. John B. It's such a goddamn jam. Also a jam I feel like you weren't expecting in the middle of this record. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the last song on the A-side. Right, just incredible fuzzy bass on going on here. It's such a good song. How can you not sing along with this? Yeah. And a Carl lead. Yeah. Yeah. Carl's getting fucking good. Sorry, an Al lead. I'm thinking of the wrong song. Oh. It's an Al lead. Is this an Al? It's still great. Uh, it's Brian and Mike is who it is. Oh. I'm really all over the place right now. It's Brian and Mike. So this song gets kind of a bit of flack because what? It's you, so good. Though. I just feel like some people think this is. I think like you think it this. kind of takes people away from the album. Oh. I don't disagree. Oh yeah. With that There's like a really big urban legend that Brian didn't want this on yes, the album, and the recording studio made him put it on. He has denied multiple times. This that. is an amazing song. He's he said a lot in interviews since then that he loves this track and always wanted it on the record. So yeah. I. Yeah. I feel like that was maybe started by people who just felt it was a little out of place and yeah. so exactly. thought, why would Brian so put this on there? This song is kind of... I've thought about this song a lot. And, yeah. like, upon first listen, I was like, why are all these songs about relationships? And then all of a sudden, it's there's a, yeah. a song about a guy on a boat. But yeah. there is... I think it fits very in with the rest of it. it. Just in that it's kind of about the idea of want like being in a situation and wanting, and wanting to, to leave, leave it yeah. yeah 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 and even exactly yeah it's i agree with you i i've never thought this song didn't fit at all no i think it fits within the con like within the tone of the record great yeah i could see people being like what the fuck this is about a guy on a boat but like, yeah i think i think i would agree with the fact that this would be a concept album the first concept album, not even the first, uh, a concept album. If this song wasn't on it, but I want this song on it still because I love this song. Great song. God damn it, man! Mike, killing it. Yeah, bringing it, man. Good, good work. All right. I just wish he didn't become an asshole right after eh. this record. God only knows. Our, uh, oh, shh. <laughs> this is the Carl lead. An amazing Carl lead. Unbelievable. Greatest first line of a song ever. Greatest. I think maybe the greatest. Uh, first line of any song but like maybe the greatest love song ever written yeah yesterday is also great but just what a fucking concept like yeah the idea this is and i i've said this like 10 times but this is 23 year old boys yeah. Yeah. being like hey after after the initial burst of love 
it grows into kind of this complacency that you have to get used to. Yeah. Like, that is really high concept and cerebral then, yeah, stuff. Yeah, this in the middle of it being like, what, what the fuck would I be doing? Yeah. And shouldn't it be only God knows where? I. No, I, I think God only that. knows where. God only knows. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. I hated that part as a kid. The weird organ part. I love it yeah. now, though. <laughs> So good. This is so. I was talking. I was telling Peter this off mic earlier. Um, three things I'd like to do before we stop doing this podcast. Peter and I are going to get matching surfboard tattoos. That's right. <laughs> uh, we got to go see a, a Beach Boys concert. We gotta. We gotta. We gotta. And I would like to learn this on the piano. Yeah. Like, there are like twelve songs that I think you can say are the apex of music or at least American music of the last 100 years yeah and this is at the very top of the list oh yeah. it's such an incredible song and I think I think I underappreciated it for years yeah and it is this this it part is the when, most beautiful and they start basically doing it in a round here so that's Bruce Johnston yeah. the kind of nasally guy okay. there you mean that's not Mike Love being nasally where they're all they're all singing the chorus in a round so, Jake, this you would is... appreciate... We're going to do this out of order. Okay. There is a version of this song that I think is better than the song released wow. on the record. Okay. That is God Only Knows Oftentimes I with... Oftentimes with Peter on where such things is it? Like just that part okay. where they're all singing in the round. Uh, yeah. So that it's God Only Knows, closest... Jake. Okay. So this is the ending of this other version. Okay. Oh, that's crazy. Wow. That one was my favorite. And it's wow. just the acapella version. Wow. I like whoever's doing the God only note. That was great. Like, this is the closest human beings have ever come to like, conjuring divinity. I'm actually a little bit mad that <laughs> really isn't is. the album version God. with the acapella tag there, because that is so good. We have never gotten closer to, uh-huh. to, yeah. to approximating what a God would sound uh-huh. like. Yeah. It's good. So yeah, I really, I really, really liked that version Ugh. with the acapella only I just, ending. I feel like we have but. nothing particularly interesting to say about God Only Knows, other than just it is, it is, it is the apex of music in. in and I would you so would underappreciated you, for you, its time. God, God only knows what we can even you, say. About yeah, it God only it. knows what we do without that. Because okay. you said this didn't chart at all. No. And so around yeah, they the flipped same it over time, is, wouldn't it be but nice? this is a song. I don't want to hear this in the grocery store. No, 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 no. Like, I get it. I get it. But, like, it to me, at the time, like, at the time, Frank Sinatra told uh, George Harrison that something was the best love song, best song ever written. Something. And I love something. Something, something yes. is an amazing this is, song. This does lapse around something. But, like, this song is, I don't, I don't know. I don't this know. This song if, does lapse around something (laughs) (laughs) um and it's not even that it's like a song where it's like i love you it's like such a deeper concept and i think that's so important like i may not always love you yeah what a line there are also always times of loving i know there's an answer another great one (laughs) 
Next track, another great one yeah, from on, the Beach Boys. Honestly, <laughs> it is literally just every one of these songs. I'm like, this is my favorite song. Right also, that was the most. That, this and is this the track, most another yeah. great one from the Beach Boys off Pet Sounds. It's I know there's an answer. Keep it locked here on KUUM. Wow, you hit the fucking post on that one, man. Not quite. I didn't quite get to the vocals, but whatever. I could have done a whole ad in the beginning of that song <laughs> on the radio. Brought to you by Lemons. So, I believe we talked about Brought this Brought to you by Lemons. <laughs> I was going to say something. The else. fruit. Wait, it's wait, wait. good. I think I can do this. Put it in a mixed drink. And here we are on 105.9 FM. And keep it locked. We're listening to the beautiful sounds of the Beach Boys tonight. Here's another great one. It's I Know There's an Answer. Brought to you by Lemon Mix. <laughs> We have Brian singing lead on this classic. Oh, fuck. Okay, yeah, you're fired. You're fired. I shouldn't fired have done that whole the, other uh... line. All right. You should have just said, mmm, lemon mix. Yeah. And then... All right. Um, that one is interesting. I, oh, so... it was originally called Let Go of Your Libido and then Hang On to Your Ego, <laughs> the great. LSD song. No one got it, so Brian changed the lyrics so that they would all stop complaining I, about psychedelics. Yeah. Can I be a jerk real quick and backtrack to God Only Knows and yes. just... I want yes. to make note of how incredible it is that Brian let his little brother sing lead on that song. That is... And here's a classic from the Beach Boys. Jake Iverson has a take on this one. Let's hear it before the vocals kick it's in. It's cool that his little brother got to sing. <laughs> Very cool that Carl got lead on this track. Like just as, a there's classic no way in hell he from this the Beach Danny. Boys. Yeah. Danny tried. Just, Oh, I'll, get that I'll get maudlin. <laughs> I'm going to get maudlin for a second. As somebody sure. with a little brother, the idea yeah. of giving... What a you have to know is the greatest thing you're ever gonna yeah. write. Yeah. To you guys want to hear the version of Brian singing that song? Sure. It, it there's sounds a, there's the exact same. Yeah, probably. There's a beautiful version where it's just him and a piano singing. Well, Ooh. the piano's not singing; he is. But <laughs> piano's it's, singing a little bit. It's uh. just Brian sitting there and then a piano singing. It's <laughs> incredible. And what's weird is the piano is actually singing "Piano Man," which is very yeah. confusing. All right, here we go. Brian got scared and killed the piano. <laughs> I like the Carl one it's better. It's not as good. It's not as it's good. It's not as good. But it's also a rough track, and honestly, their voices sound the exact same to me. I have no, to say. Carl's is softer. Carl's it's softer. Is, is notably softer. But I, I, I think, think if you had them side no. by side singing the same song, okay. I could tell the difference. If, that if that I did version, but that's literally Brian just no, 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 doing no. the like vocal rough. I know. Okay. He's not trying. I hear I'm that. I'm saying if I think I could tell the difference between their voices if, All right. if they were side by I don't know. Here's Here Today. Okay. The most jamming song on this whole record. The timpanis come in real early on this one. (laughs) I love a nice timpani. Roll a timpani early, Brian said. Give him a little treat. I wish Danny was playing the timpanis. You'd be a lot worse. You'd wish. Danny would just roll around on him. He wouldn't know what to do. He'd take a nap inside one. There's been a lot of talk about Wilson Brothers sleeping inside of drums. That little guitar sliding Woo. down in the background, yeah. I love that not on every song, but every song that, like, I'm into every song on this. But sure. maybe if they're, if somebody's listening to this album and they weren't into a song, there's always a part where it's like, all right, timpani, and we bring it up. Yeah. Like to, I don't know. It's... There is a good part later on this one. So this is the one mistake on the mixing of the record is you can hear Bruce yeah. talking in the background 
a little later in this, and then Brian yelling for like a new tape to come in because Brian or because Bruce is talking or whatever. But it's in the instrumental break in a little bit, but which is kind of amazing that That, I'd never heard that before of all, or I just thought it was assumed it was part of the song. Yeah, but. Now that I hear it again, it's like very obviously like why is there someone talking in the background of this, huh. you know, perfectly produced album? So it's kind of interesting. Is it coming up here? But after this chorus, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can't know, hear what he's saying, really but you can tell that. someone's talking. But yeah, do you think is that something they didn't and then, catch? Oh, or right is when that... you no, they didn't catch it. Huh? Because right when you started talking, which is fine, the listeners can listen to it on their well. own. But you can hear Brian. The clearest part is Brian's just yelling in the back, "Top, please!" Which is apparently a studio thing. Yeah, he's yeah. not saying "Stop, please," which I thought he was, but. He's saying top, please, because he needs somebody to come in and fuck right. him. No, oh, that's that's offensive. I just wasn't made for these times. <laughs> he's a power body. This is my favorite song on this album. Yeah, this song's pretty incredible, dude. Really? The theremin on this one. Yeah. Oh, boy. Ooh, I do boy. love this song. It's not my favorite on this album, though. The instrumental version is, of this one also is, I think like, this maybe is, as good as I the think this normal is version. This is Brian's best vocal performance. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I would yeah. agree with that, I think. Yeah, those drum breaks are good. Yeah. Just the chorus of this song is sometimes I feel very sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. Uh, Pretty, pretty great. I do like that. Who has, who has never felt that way? Exactly. Sometimes I was. I think Pet Sounds is the weakest song on this album. I yeah. I don't agree with you. I don't think this it's a bad a song. Great instrumental. No, 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 no. It's very good. I just think it's the this weakest. This is the, on the best album. surf instrumental they've ever done. That guitar, that surf guitar, is so good. As as a musician once said on an album, um, every album has to have a worse song. That's how ranking songs works. <laughs> um, and this is the worst song on this album, I think. I don't think it's a bad... I think it's a great fucking song. I don't song. agree with you. I don't think there is a worst song on this album. You, that's how ranking things work. Yeah. But I don't rank the songs on this album. I think there's no bad song. I don't think there's a bad song on this album ever. Yeah. Or either. There's also not a worst. There has to be a worst. Put a gun to my head and then ask me, but until then, no. I refuse. I think this is an amazing song. I think it is... The ending the weakest is really songs. goddamn good. With all the dogs... No, that's at the end of the next one. Oh, sorry. That's, yeah. What song is this? Oh. What, oh, what I you... meant to go earlier. That part. That's yeah. good. That's good. That's really that's good. That's one of the better parts on the whole goddamn record. All right. Caroline, no. What do you think is the weakest song on this album? 
I don't think there is one. That's what I'm saying. Well, I know, but like, if you had to pick, that's one. not how it. Works. I literally haven't thought about that. Well, that's I fair. would have to do that off fair. the top of my that's head. Fair. I don't consider this an album where I'd even cons like think about that. I mean, there is not a weakest track. I don't think there are any weak tracks, but there has to be a weakest track. There has to be a track that. All right, is it's Caroline now. Okay. No, first off, it's not. It's well, not. I know. I'm just the saying song the song that's playing behind us. Oh, is okay. PJ won't leave me alone. <laughs> Jake, what is? What do you think? Pet Sounds. Yeah, right? Thank you. But even Pet Sounds is better than 90% of I any, agree. I anybody else has ever done. I'm not saying I disagree with the idea of there has to be a weakest track. I'm just saying I've, I've never considered that with this album before, and I don't want to choose one off the top of my head. Right. Because I'd probably well, choose something I'd regret later. It's Pet Sounds. But, but I've it, never thought about it with this album. The song is, yeah, just a beautiful so, song. So, um, it is a beautiful song, but it's also about Brian being a real creep, as per usual. Yep. <laughs> yep. This is about Brian being obsessed with a girl named Carol, who is a cheerleader from his high school. <laughs> real, real normal. And he somehow, I honestly don't stuff. know how you do this, like, before Facebook stalking exists, but he yeah. somehow thought of her, like, six years later, and just found her number, and started calling it's her for, like, two months. Shit. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Jesus. I guess she's in it. So he'd just, like, call her up in the middle of the night to talk about random shit. And according to her, it was never, like, sexual or anything. But, yeah, but he was he was definitely beating off. So yeah, he, so this was one of those classic snake, we know Brian <laughs> complaining to Tony Asher. And Tony turned you it into a great song. Pet so. snake got sick. I'm gonna go, we all know what that <laughs> I'm means. Go, I'm going to go burp my pet snake like a baby. <laughs> um, also, apparently... <laughs> His vocal track for this record is sped up, which I did not know before. Okay. Slightly to that. make him sound a little younger. I could hear that. Um, so there's uh, versions that are just the regular one. And that's... then the dogs barking at the end again is the only like, you... leftovers from his that's weird speed animal up... sounds that's thing. That speed up thing is an effect that gets used a lot in this era. And, yeah. and then not again until Kanye and the chipmunks. But like, it's rarely good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like it is. Because they don't know how to match the tone. The worst they example the is Lay Lady Lay, which just sounds like another person. Like, it doesn't sound yeah. like Bob Dylan at all. It just sounds like they let another guy Beautiful into... Beautiful song, though. Great song. But what's the, the... There's a Springsteen song. I don't know. I don't listen to Springsteen. Um, Badlands is is sped up, too. Uh, and I would have also... Secret Garden. But... All right. Well, look, we all think things. Yeah. Um. All right. So that wait. concludes... Yeah, that's uh, the greatest sounds... album. We have a few tracks to go through here. Can you imagine okay. thinking back at your guys' age now to somebody you had a big old crush on in high school and, like, calling and them? Calling them? No. Yeah. No. I can't at even 3 in of... the morning to say, hey, Carol, it's Brian. I can't even think of girls that, like, I had a crush on in high school. I record oh, I music can't. now. I mean, They're I still in too, my head. But they've since become my friends, so I can't say any names. Mm -hmm. Paul. Interesting. Such a crush on Paul. His God. long, beautiful locks. His little twink. All right. She shakes Here's his ass. Here's <laughs> a version of uh, I'm Waiting for the Day where Mike sings lead instead of Brian. I'm waiting for the day. I thought this was Mike. No. I know I'm not going to It's like not it bad much. at all. Sounds I want, very I want, close. I want to get to the part. The... Come on, 
Because I know he doesn't do that part. I actually kind of like this a little more, but maybe just because it's new and I haven't heard it before much, you know? But. No, I don't like it as much. Not as good. I'm with Jake on this one. I feel like I have the opposite thing as you in that. I hear the new ones, and, and I don't think yeah. they're as good. I, I like the yeah. I like the version that's in my head. Is he gonna do it as good? No, no, not even close. No, not even in the no, same ballpark. Not at all. All right, here's a Sloop John B where Carl sings the first verse. I do love Carl. No, I'm this one is not as good. I really, don't think. I'm kind of into this one. I feel mm -hmm. like Al's Edge. I do it. no, I do like the owl one better. Yeah. I think maybe if it was an acapella one I would like this one a little bit better, but Yeah. Here's God Only Knows that had a saxophone solo in the middle. Yes originally. Please. No. No, it's gonna be awful. I'm gonna love it. <laughs> I it's, hope it's wait. Mike playing this. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. No. Oh, oh my god. god. And it's after first chorus, oh too. My that is god. the worst thing I've ever heard that in my life. Sounds, that sounds like it if sounds Michael like if they Bolton got to record it in the this. 80s, yeah. Oh, this right. really does sound Holy like when shit. they when they did like they did that. Remember when they remixed A Little Less Conversation, the Elvis song? Yeah, yeah. and it was awful. This basically sounds like if they yeah. did that with this song. For a really long time, it was hard to find the original of A yes. Little Less Conversation. Here's Here Today. Um, which is a mic lead with Brian singing lead. Isn't here I think Mike did a better job. Here Today is a mic lead, I yeah, thought. Yeah, but this okay. is an alternate with this Brian. This is Brian. Yeah, Mike's is better. Yeah, Mike, Mike sings the hell out of this song. I kind of like his little backing thing that he does there, but... Here's Caroline No with the normal vocals, by the way. It kind of sounds the same, honestly. What's different about is this? He, is this he... is the regular speed vocals, oh. not the sped up vocals. I like it's this better. It's very similar, though. It's very similar. It's very similar. I think if I like they this sped better, it up, though. it was by a tiny bit. Yeah. <laughs> they turned the knob up one notch. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, here's... Oh, so the dogs barking are Brian's dogs, Banana and Louie. Oh, of course he has <laughs> yeah. dogs called Banana and Louie. Uh, Louie and Banana really well. <laughs> Which might be our new intro, by the way. Is let's get Louie and Banana really wailing, That's and then great. we're gonna go by Louie. So, and, Banana, and then right? here is the very best thirty seconds and of Uncle this Jerry. entire. We got this... Louie, Banana, and Uncle Jerry in the studio with us today. And then there's only two people. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh man, now I want to rename my cats. I in this is a tangent, but in high school, I um started a vocal group with my friends because we were dorks um, from choir sure. and we called ourselves the seven tenors except there were eight of us and we were not all tenors <laughs> and I thought that was a hilarious joke it's a great joke. and let me tell you all the judges at double a uh, choir did not understand yeah. it like they just yeah. couldn't understand they were like well you're not all tenors though and I'm like yeah there's also eight of us this is not that hard to understand oh, um, people hate my band's name for a similar reason yes um because we it is uh, my friend Paul, who has been on the podcast, and myself. Mm, in a unfamiliar. Band PJ, Paul, and Mary. And there used to be another guy in the band named Riley. And so people were so confused about the the pun name, because it's like Peter, Paul, and Mary. Mm -hmm. And uh, everybody would just be like, where's Mary? And think they were really funny. And they'd be like, we don't talk about Mary. And then they would get like a little bit harsher, like, 
no who's mary it's like we just don't talk about it um and now people get really mad that a we don't have a girl in the band b it's only two people i yeah. don't like that there's not a girl in the band because i like to look at girls so yeah well can't you just look at paul he's shaking that sweet ass around. oh my god it is i mean paul's perfect heart-shaped ass is yeah. certainly i always ask him if he hey, wants a uh, surprise with that shake when Ooh, he leaves the room good. that's So here is the very best 30 seconds of this entire record that should have should have been released on the actual album, I feel like, because it's... Yeah. Okay. Shut up and play the music. Hey, Chuck, is it possible we can bring a horse in here without, if we don't screw anything up? Okay. God, yeah. we're gonna have to stop shits. a lot for laughter. What dipshits? That should have been. We can bring a horse in here without, if we don't screw anything up. I beg your pardon. <laughs> the horse is tame. The horse is tame. The horse is tame. Can you get it today? Get it down here. We'll stay here. I mean, I gotta run a trailer. I'll be here for till three. No way, Brian. My horse would be so bitching in here. You know what? I didn't even know they said that. Oh, just the picture. Oh my god. I didn't know that was invented until 1990. Brian, my horse would be so bitching in here. Was that, he has, was that Denny or Carl? No, he has the horse trainer in the studio. <laughs> so he's... So this is when Brian's doing all of the animal sounds. So he's got the dogs in there. And he's oh also got god. this buddy who has a bunch of animals. Apparently. And so he's trying to ask the like the studio guy whether yeah. he can bring the horse in. And his friend is there saying, and he's like, oh, I can go get the horse right now. And Brian's like, great, we'll be here. Go, you know, yeah. that's what he says. We'll stay right here. It's and a miracle he says, that Brian, this album was released. My horse would be so, so bitching bitchin in here. That which sounds is exactly like how top one of the Beach Boys talking maybe about. How are these heard? guys smart enough to release this it's album? It's incredible, man. It's so oh. great. He burped in the middle of the most beautiful song ever earlier. That um, alone of Brian, my horse would be so bitching in here is the just a whole. And, that's and, a whole reason to live in a quote. And was that Brian <laughs> yeah. talking or was that somebody else? talking? No, that was the horse that's trainer. The horse, guy. the horse trainer sounds exactly like yeah. Brian and does, Carl, yeah. like on Brian, the other Brian records when they're just doing talking. In the horse trainer, <laughs> but not the horse never made yeah. it in, which is so sad. At some point, also, I think. In that, I'm surprised he didn't do that thing that little kids do with their siblings, where they're just like, "Oh yeah, like Al wanted me to ask you if it was okay to bring a horse in," <laughs> you know, like totally shedding any responsibility. Hey, hey, Glenn Campbell said it would be okay if I brought a horse in here. Yeah, so I, got, I, I got a horse. And it's you a, know, I mean, look, if you don't want it, just tell Glenn no. But Glenn said it was okay, yeah. so so we're just gonna record it real quick. Wanna be able to roll the tape there, pal? <laughs> Do you think Brian Wilson is playing Red Dead Redemption? I hope He's so. probably having so much fun with the horses. What's amazing is that one of Brian's, <laughs> when Brian's trying to convince the studio guy to let the horse in, he says, for the pictures alone. Yeah. <laughs> He's right. Which is so great. We that talked was, about how this is such a great... If that was on the back brain. of the record, a horse in the studio. If they put some cans on a horse yeah. and had it in front of a microphone, okay. oh my god. Cans on a horse, do you put them over the horse's ears or do you put them over like the flat part of the side of the Whichever head? looks funnier. <laughs> correct answer. Yeah. The only correct answer. So You tried a few yeah. ways. <laughs> oh, so God, I, I mean, can imagine that and I love it. That's pet sound. We could play a little bit of 
the live tracks is the only other oh we should play a little bit of trombone dixie which is did, the one track that didn't make it on here real quick it's an instrumental you should play the live of god only knows did brian tour on this no okay is he not in any of the live recordings here okay And this almost made it. Trombone Dixie's great, though. So it's supposed to be this one and Good Vibrations that were also on. That were. These are the only two that didn't. Yeah. This is pretty good. That Carol K bass line. Yeah, man. Right. She's amazing. I can see how it's a little similar to the other instrumentals, and it's a little more upbeat than they are, too. So, like. Yeah. That is a pretty good trombone. But it's good, man. Yeah. Um, so the live versions, I feel like, are kind of only worth checking out just because it's so a lot of yeah. the tension around this album and changing the sound of the Beach Boys was that it was, was going to be hard to tour with. Yeah, yeah, was around the idea that they couldn't keep touring, and Brian was the only one who wasn't touring at this point. Yeah. And they made a shit ton of money off their tours. And so, like, a lot of their complaints and, like, Mike's complaints were this is going to be really hard to do live and people aren't going to dig it live. And I think uh, these live recordings bear out that they're pretty much impossible to do <laughs> yeah. live because they're really I just want to hear the bad. intro to God Only Knows Where They're Talking. Oh, well, I was going to play Wouldn't It Be Nice because this might oh, be the worst one there. That's cool, they too. They do yeah. live. Which is... No, 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 no. Go back. I want to hear it from the beginning. Here we go. This one's called Wouldn't It Be Nice. Man, whoever's playing that mandolin is not doing a good job. <laughs> I mean, obviously, recording equipment isn't great back then, but yeah. it also is obviously also, not very Ryan good. Ryan sings lead vocal on basically every one of these songs. Yeah, live, they do basically anyone gets lead vocal. Like, it's, even on I old mean, songs, they just sure. let people take turns live. That's the It's kind of Beach Boys party. Yeah. yeah. Okay, here's God Only Knows. You know, this stuff is, all this stuff is getting recorded. Could you imagine if they put this out? I mean, really. <laughs> I think this is Mike. This is Mike. This is Mike. Okay. Yeah. This is funny. Mike's not not funny. Yeah. Anyway, we're doing at this point. Favorite. He wears a ring on every single finger, and they're all giant and gaudy. <laughs> well, not now. And that's or not now. No, now he does. Oh, so not at no. in- Yeah. Take it away, Sketch. <laughs> take it away, Sketch is the thing I want to talk. Take it about. away. Take, oh, it away take it away. Take because it away, Sketch. Take it away. Take it away. Take it away, Sketch. So, uh. Steve Zahn's character in That Thing You Do, which yeah. is an amazing movie based on just bands of the time, like the Beatles, Beach Boys, like all of them, yeah. uh, refers to Guy Patterson um, as Skitch Patterson. Right. And I, I don't know if that's a reference or not. So if you know... It's probably not a reference to this record that didn't come out until 2016. Like all these live tracks weren't released until then. Right, but uh, that's a good point. I think it might have just maybe been a thing of the time, is yeah. my best guess. Yeah. All right. Anyway, this is not nearly as good as the studio version. But. No, but it kind of just put into perspective a little bit the idea that, like... Touring was going to be hard as shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, and imagine, they were, and they were playing like, surfing making... USA and then playing God Only Knows. Yeah. Like, and yeah. especially because, like, they were still a big band at this point, and this was still an era where touring was as important as the record. Like, it yeah. just... It makes me feel a little bit more empathy for the other Beach Boys coming back and being like, fucking really, Brian? Like, we can't do this, man. And they obviously couldn't, basically. The only good live tracks from this era are the ones from Carnegie Hall where they had, like, a full orchestra with them and shit. And so, like, it sounds fine, but 
you know, just their regular tour recordings were not. So. Yeah. How do you get there to Carnegie Hall? Oh, I hear it involves a lot of things I don't want to do. Okay. I, I've heard. Do you Is know PJ? Anyone... How, do you, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? If you're Hall? on the 405, which you have to take from Anaheim. Okay. <laughs> So get on the 405. Okay. Yeah, give us directions all the way to Carnegie Hall. Right. And then I go north, which what makes this? no SNL's sense. the Californian. So, um, okay. The correct answer is practice. Is there anyone practice, practice. at this mm. table who isn't going to give this album a 10 out of 10? We rate the albums no, this as we is, go through them. This is the ultimate 10 out of 10 This is 10 album. out of 10. So I guess I can confess now. I was pretty sure in the weeks leading up to this that yeah. this album wasn't going to be as good as I remembered it yeah. because of how bad all the other Beach Boys albums were. And I was like, it's probably still amazing, but I feel like I'm not – I'm going to think it's like a solid eight. Yeah. And it's like there's going to be some weak shit on there. And then listening to this record over the last week just felt like it was diving into a pool of incredible music mm -hmm. and just like doing that thing where you sink to the bottom cross-legged and just sit yeah. there for like five minutes alone except you know um, listening to this bit, record over and over you again. can't really bring that up considering you know denny denny drowned yeah, yeah. well that's well, what he was or trying. i do because i think it's funny to make by fun charles of him manson for, he was murdered by charles manson <laughs> that's he, right dennis wilson was murdered okay, by this charles isn't manson. quite a beach boys conspiracy podcast although we probably could do a whole episode about look it beach up boys conspiracy. meet me under meet me under the anaheim viaduct bridge <laughs> uh password is six emperor tyrannus <laughs> we will talk about how dennis wilson was murdered by charles manson <laughs> it's because he did the swastika and even on his forehead yeah then he did yeah. that tattoo Dennis did that is true. Dennis did the swastika tattoo. He thought it would be funny. Yeah. It's a pretty good gig. Um I don't want to say he was wrong, but he was right. Yeah. It yeah. was funny. Yeah. That's sort of true. He was alt right. <laughs> um, hey, hey, I'll tell you I tell you, hey folks folks hey yeah, hey. Give it a mic love. I'll take uh, some of those naked lady tees. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, and I well. like this, you should get a free hat, too. <laughs> So that uh, this is podcast is just Rodney Dangerfield bits now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, ten out of, easy. If easy ever, ten out of ten. It is. Yeah. It, I this, was all prepared to be like it's still good, but it's like a. This seven is or an the eight, ten no, by which a, all yeah. other albums are judged. Yeah, yeah. which is rough. But. Especially, and I've gone back to the idea of American art a lot yeah. here, but like this is this is the apex of American recorded art. Like, yeah, it it's not a coincidence think, that every few years we have an album that it gets called the next pet sounds yeah like i yeah. think i think this and controversial highway 61 revisited yeah, that's that's the best bob both. dylan album that's correct that is a correct opinion yeah um I, they're just such amazing albums that came out you know highway within, 61 is yeah. 65 yeah this was also 65 yeah this is 66. Mm. This is May 66. May 16, 66. 66. Same day as Blonde on like, Blonde was released. We talked about that's it. That's right. I'm sorry. Blonde on Blonde was it's, no big deal. It's oh, kind of like you man. haven't been paying attention to this. I have not been. <laughs> that was like uh, an episode ago. Five hours ago. <laughs> uh, At least. It's just like there was such good music coming out at that time that was so well produced and like, no, no okay. Highway 61 Revisited, not as well produced, but like no, but better, it's... not musically necessarily, I don't know. It's just they have different vibes, but they're such uh, the pinnacle of American recording. And they're just such literally different vibraphone players on both. They're yeah. just such consistent visions. Yeah. Like just they set out to make a thing, and they made that thing. They made a the whole book out of them. A very interesting aspect of this album that we haven't touched on at all is this is 
Brian Wilson, knowing how good he is at this, and then trying to make the best album he's ever heard. Yeah. Like, he, and you, there's quotes, I should have done some research and pulled them up, but especially with God Only Knows, he set out to record the greatest song he'd ever heard. And that's that idea of an artist being so in control of their art that they yeah. can try to do the best possible version of it. Well, and comparing that to like Paul McCartney listening to Pet Sounds, yes, and being like, I need to make. Well, the ripple I need effect, to make well, one of these. It's because he listened to this and made Sgt. Pepper's. That and was then, like his but, whole thing. But Brian listened to Rubber Soul and was like, and, okay, the yeah. gang just got the the whole game just got elevated. Yeah. I need to get on this level now. Yeah, and then, the difference with Brian though is that it wasn't. Is that he had like his weird manic thing where yeah. he wasn't just trying to record the best music he'd ever heard. He was like, he could hear it in his head. Yeah, and he yeah, had to just... record it basically in a way that like other musicians. Right. And that th- that's what I was saying about Paul McCartney is that like Paul McCartney was not necessarily striving to make the no. best music that he had ever heard, but he heard Pet Sounds and was thought like I have to make something on par with this. I need to expand on this idea and i have to not compete with this album but i need to make a comparable album which is you know amazing yeah yeah and then apparently when brian wilson heard uh sergeant pepper he laid in bed for like six weeks because he was so <laughs> depressed that it was so good yeah which well. man this album has aged so much better than sergeant pepper's i still yeah. love sergeant pepper but so do i but it's yeah. it's not in Thumbs my top better. seven beatles albums probably it's probably my top seven. I mean, it's a lot of Beatles albums I to mean, not throw Sgt. Pepper's White in. White album, yeah, say. Revolver, eh. Rubber Soul, <laughs> Abbey Hard Road. Day's Night, Abbey Road are Jesus. all better. Rubber Soul and Abbey Road are better. White album, White might album's be better. better. I White think they're comparable. Definitely better. Magical mm. Mystery Tour is close to as good. I do like Magical Mystery Tour. It's so good. All right, welcome Boy, back these to, are some interesting welcome back takes to your Beatles at the very podcast. end of the Pet Sounds podcast. Yeah. The White, White Album is, the, even sure is I the best Beatles this. album. White yeah. Album is the, the, the album. The How do you expect Beatles us not to talk about should. the Beatles when we're talking about music that came out with, in the 60s that is directly well, competing with the Beatles? Because this, this goes point. so hand in hand with the Rubber yeah, Soul step up and then this step up yeah. and then the Sergeant Pepper step up. What we're saying up. makes perfect – well, maybe not our rating system. No, I'm system, not saying it doesn't – it's not true. I'm just saying it's not – it's what everyone always talks about with pet sounds. So, yeah, like, we said we, we weren't breaking new ground here. <laughs> yeah, but it's Peter also in the podcast relitigating. Okay, whatever. I'm gonna. This is it. Start in the middle of a song. God, do it again. God only knows. Do it again. Do it again. I'd be without. God only knows what. God only knows. God only knows what I'd be without. God only knows. 